Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. It's great to be here. How are you? I am doing great today. Thanks. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. Enjoying the warmer weather. It's getting a little too hot here, but and we're not really getting that intermediate slow progression from spring to summer, but that's okay because I do enjoy the warmer weather. Yeah. Today was like my first day off really if I could say so first pool day anyway mm-hmm. and I did get sunburned oh that's such a bummer I'm sorry it is a bummer but I'll be okay thank you it usually yeah. happens every year yeah it's my favorite like but I'll be slap right. some slap some aloe on there and see how that goes yeah soothing yeah <laughs> it's very soothing yeah we are very excited for all of you today because we have a wonderful guest joining us a dear friend of the Russian sisters podcast is Allison Cullen. She's the host of the You Do Woo podcast and a human design coach, a business coach, just flourishing. It's really awesome to see how her business is expanding. She's an entrepreneur, a wife, a mama. We actually met at a conference for our health and wellness business that we were doing together and we were pregnant at the same time. And Anna was at that same conference with us and she's just really fun, really fun person. And Allison, we're excited to have her so she can take us through human design and what it means and how we can apply it in our lives. And it's really, really fantastic. So yeah, I'm super excited for you guys. I hope you Check it out, listen on, and then check out all of Allison's stuff because it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's going to be all linked below for everyone to take a look. Enjoy. Hello. Thank you, Allison, so much for being here with us today. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. This is the light of my week is chatting with y'all. I have taken like the last couple of weeks off and it feels really good to record a podcast again. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. Thank you for being with us today. I know that you have been busy with your growing business and the Russian sisters. I talk about my woo woo. I call it my woo woo stuff all the time and it includes human design. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing and how you got into human design. Yes. So, Alexandra, I met you in what I call my past life. Not really, but just like (laughs) all of us, I feel like have had a lot of changes in the past few years. And so we met in our little, you know, pre two or three years ago time when we were both had lots of other things going on. I had honestly too many freaking things going on. I had like four different businesses I was running and 
then became a mom and realized that was crazy to have too many things going on and that I was going to just go insane. So my background is actually in accounting and that's what I studied accounting and finance when I was in college. And I immediately started working in the music industry. So all of my twenties were real exciting, real unhealthy, real, the whole like sex, drugs, rock and roll type deal (laughs) combined with the boring day job of accounting. It was like I was doing accounting for musicians. So that was very interesting. Learned a lot about money and just how fast it can go away and the energetics around business, I guess, while I was working like in all of that. It was really really, really interesting. Very different than any other type of corporation or business, like watching all of that money go in and out and and how it came and the royalties parts of it and all that. Anyways, very fascinating, but very exhausting. So I think, Alex, when I met you, we were involved in a business and I was doing some business coaching and doing some stuff in like the health and wellness world, which was great. I think I like calmed down a little bit, a lot less partying, a lot more just being a homebody and all of that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I got pregnant. You and I were pregnant at the same time. You had your little one a few months before. Makes you slow down a little bit, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Thank God. Like I needed that. But that was when I found human design was actually right at the beginning of my pregnancy when I was feeling like crap. And I was just listening to podcasts because the reading made me nauseous and all of this stuff. And I don't remember what podcast it was, but I found human design through a podcast, started going down that rabbit hole. I've always been really open to a lot of different woo-woo things and don't really like, I don't know, stick with one. The thing with all the woo-woo stuff is that woo-woo stuff or religious stuff or whatever is like nobody really knows all of these things. We all have like our own little stories we tell ourselves and reasons why we quote unquote believe certain things and whatever. And human design, It's almost like a mixture between a personality test and things having to do with your DNA that are backed by science and then a little bit of like woo-woo spirituality. And it was like the perfect mixture for me as far as having like a tool in order to make everyday decisions in life and really just like go back to like listening to myself and my instincts and like my body and the things that I really want rather than what everybody else is telling me I should do or should feel like or how I should navigate my life. So I really got into it. Yeah. Like in early 2019. Yeah. Do y'all have that where you're like, I have no concept of time right now. Like, I don't know what today is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like what is even today? Allison, I love I love what you were saying about that. I love everything about connecting the spiritual with the science and the really listening to you part instead of depending on what other people think. I don't know if that is one of your favorite parts about human design, but what would be one of your more favorite things about working with you? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that I was just going to feel really fulfilled helping people to apply this tool to their life, which it is very fulfilling and I enjoy it and it's great. But literally, I think one of my favorite things is I mainly work with women. So teaching women how to get out of their head and 
instead listen to their body or their higher self or whatever that looks like for them and helping them decondition from all of the crap that we've had just pushed into our heads over the past several decades. I'm almost 40. So depending how old, it's like four decades of this stuff, whether that's through the church, religion, you know, the media, your parents, other family members, all of that kind of stuff. Having to unlearn those things is such a hard process and giving women the verbiage with which to be able to talk about it and some sort of structure. I'm like a recovering control freak. And so having something that's like gives you some sort of structure with which to unlearn things that don't necessarily serve you is like so so helpful we so often like live so much in our heads of just like pros and cons lists what goes on what looks good on paper what would be good on my resume what would look good to tell my parents blah 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 like all of those things and all of that literally i think is just slowly making us crazy giving us a lot of anxiety it can lead to depression in lots of ways because you're choosing things that you think will make other people happy rather than yourself and can lead to like a lot of underlying almost things that we're not conscious of issues that then manifest in lots of other ways whether it's health issues or mental health issues or spiritual issues or whatever so teaching women how to like get from their heads and go down deeper into their hearts and their gut is so huge and then one of the most recent things that i'm obsessed with that has to do with human design is like literally just business coaching using the energetics of human design based on your energy type and how you interact with others and what motivates you and all of that kind of stuff i've always loved coaching in the business realm and business management and all of that stuff and so i think for the past couple of years just doing human design readings it's so fulfilling and it's great, but it's almost like you're a therapist for 60 minutes and then you never hear from that person again and like how it's impacted them. And that's like sort of, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I hope that I, you know, change that person's life. And every once in a while people will reach out and be like, oh my gosh, this was so amazing. Like the reading you did for me a year ago is still helping me. And that's so nice. But people oftentimes like gone with their lives and you're like, I hope that I helped that person. And so lately I've been doing private coaching and like sort of a longer term, whether it's three months or six months or whatever, to where we dive way deep into somebody's chart and then look at aspects of their current business or the business they're wanting to create or their podcast that they're wanting to monetize or whatever that looks like and like sort of combining the two. So those are my two favorite things about human design right now yeah well and i find it so empowering because i've i've done chart readings with you and done your courses which i love and for anyone who's listening right now definitely we're going to link allison's contact info and how to jump in on this because i think i'm always about having more resources in my toolbox and i heard a podcast once where this woman was like you can go spend all this money on all these different courses but it's all within you. Your power is within you. And I do the yes and. I'm like, absolutely. The power is within me. And sometimes I need someone to kind of guide me on how to harness that power and be able to really 
use it and to become my most authentic self. And you do that so well with the human design, with your practice. It's just amazing. Thank you so much. And Alex, we're like almost the exact same. You're yes. a generator like me. Anna, what human design type are you? I'm a projector. And I was going to ask you if you could give us like an elevator speech or, yeah. or a little background on what that means, because I do talk about that with some of my friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to check this out. And we do just a, a little Googling about what it means to be a generator or projector. But for the people who don't know, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, so since we're talking about projectors, I'll start with projectors really quick and give like a little one minute deal on each. So projectors are really fun. My sister's a projector also. Projectors are only 20% of the population. And you'll have to tell me how you resonate with this. Projectors, unlike generators and manifesting generators, are really not here to like do. They're here to be teachers, advisors. They according to human design, don't have consistent access to energy. It comes in spurts and you can also get it from other people. And their biggest shadow projectors is burnout. They're really just trying to like doing the eight to five work day doesn't usually last long for projectors unless you're working around a lot of generators who are doing things that light you up that can help you have a lot of energy but really their perfect like work day is working two or three hours and then spending the rest of the day resting or doing creative things or doing self-care things or adventures or whatever but like legit work they're meant to work like two or three hours they have a amazing gift of understanding people they really can like sense people's energies and almost probably for alex and i like you can sort of see some things within each of us that we can't necessarily see and that's why their projectors are usually such great consultants and guides and advisors and they're very very efficient so projectors can accomplish more in three hours than most people can in like two days two business days. So that is a cool superpower of projectors. Do you resonate with that, Anna? How does that feel to you? <laughs> it's so funny. I wish you could see me because I'm grinning from ear to ear and nodding my head feverishly because I'm like, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What's interesting is, and Alexandra and I have talked about this quite a bit about human design and being a projector or being a generator and as you're talking i'm like oh my gosh i love coming up with ideas i and i love sharing ideas and and creative things that we can do and then i don't want to be the person to actually do it like i'm great at networking and connecting the people who can do the do but i don't necessarily want to be that person and the burnout thing that you talked about is major with me right now just because like I, we got into summer and i'm like ah now i can breathe for a couple of weeks before i have to go back to work and work my tail off for you know a solid nine months before i get a, a chance to breathe again but yeah so many things that you just said i resonate with like crazy i i love it good so one other type that's not as normal, I guess. Not normal. You know what I mean? I'm, my brain is not quite on. I've had like one cup of coffee. 
One that is a little bit more rare also is the manifester, and those are only about 9% of the population. So these people are also not really meant to be the workers, like the workhorses. Alexandra and I as generators are the workhorses. Yeah. Like projectors work on a daily basis, like two or three hours every day. Manifestors tend to a little bit work on a almost weekly basis where they will have like one or two days where they're super turned on and want to work all day and make a lot of things happen and then go dark for the rest of the week, you know? So manifestors are really meant to initiate and get things started and then delegate to others, other people also. So projectors should be delegating anything that doesn't, you know, make them feel good and that's their superpower. Manifestors are meant to like get a lot of stuff started and then go quiet for a little bit, almost be like a vacuum, like leave the room, leave that project and let other people finish it up. Freedom is really important to manifestors. They are almost like future seers. They can see what things are going to be like in the years to come. And they're really meant to make the first move and use their throat chakra, like speak, speak their truth, speak for other people. And their voice is very, very powerful. I always tell people, because they're like, well, I'm not a manifester, so should I not start a podcast? I'm like, no, that doesn't matter. It doesn't have to do with anything. But like when they're trying to build their business, if they're only like typing emails out to people or just typing DMs, I don't know how to do reels. I would love to hire somebody to do that because that just makes me technologically crazy. It would take me five hours to do like a 30 second reel. But I always tell manifestors like reels are very cool because you could take a picture of whatever, but do a voiceover. And that's like your voice is what is really, really powerful. So manifestors, their throat chakra is so important. And then generators and manifesting generators are most of the population, about 70%. They really have a ton of energy, life force energy to build, create, bring things to life, do things. The deal with generators and MGs is that they can also get burnout, but the only reason they would get burnt out is if they're doing something that doesn't light them up. If we are doing something, like if Alexandra and I are doing things that light us up, we want to work for like 10 hours that day and be left alone and like be in our flow and all of that stuff. So we're really designed to wake up in the morning with a full tank, use all of our energy in super satisfying ways, and then crash at the end of the day, wake up recharged and ready to go again. So if you're a generator or MG and you're getting to the end of the day and you don't feel like wonderfully exhausted in a nice way, you feel like lethargic and depressed and all of that, and there's not life circumstances that are making you feel this way, grief stuff or different things that can cause depression. If it's like an ongoing chronic thing just all the time, then you might take a look at your work and make sure that it is something that seriously lights you up on a daily basis. For somebody who was involved in several different businesses and working for several different people over the past 17 years that didn't light me up, like I know this feeling of not feeling satisfied. It's soul sucking. Like it's not good because we have so much energy and we want to use it in a really satisfying way. And when you don't, it can cause a lot of problems. So for generators and MGs, the more you follow what lights you up, 
say no to anything that doesn't light you up as much as possible, the more energy you'll have and the more magnetic you'll be, the more extra energy you'll have that'll flow over to other people and they'll sort of be attracted to you. The right people will be attracted to you to soak up that energy. So generators and MGs really need to be doing things that light them up. Like it's so so very important. And then the last one is the reflector. This is less than 1% of the population. This is actually what made me really decide that I was going to go get certified in human design is when I had my daughter, I found out she was a reflector. And I was like, okay, this is interesting because it's like so rare. So these are very, very unique beings. They tend to take on everything in their environment and mirror it back. You can really get a sense of the health of a place or a group of people by seeing how the reflector is showing up. They are also a little bit more like how generators and MGs work on like a daily basis projectors too, just working less manifestors work on a weekly basis reflectors sort of go on monthly schedules. They are very, very connected to the lunar cycles and they'll have like little monthly themes of their life where they'll be like all obsessed with something one month and then that could change the next month. It's not necessarily based on month like June. It's more so like one full moon to the next full moon. But they're very, very sensitive to their physical environment. So making sure that they feel good in whatever office they're in or room they're in or if they're eating in a restaurant, like if something's off, it's almost like the canary in a coal mine. You're going to be able to tell from that one person if an environment is not healthy. So those are the types, just a little bit on each type. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. That's just fascinating. And I know we've talked about this for our podcast. My son's name is Buddy and he is a generator and it makes it so hard because when he is, I can tell when he is lit up and I'm like, and you need to go to bed (laughs) and trying to like find transition activities that will help him kind of calm down. And, but you and I have talked about like, similarly, when you're a generator, you just have to get to a certain point and then be like, okay, I'm good. But you have also done stuff for parents, right? How to raise kids um, with their specific human design, right? Yes. And how, yes, yes. how has that gone? So it's very interesting. I have a couple of episodes that I did specific to parenting that I think I did back in like spring of 2021. If anybody wants to check them out, you can, because there's a lot of great info. I will tell you that is also before my child hit toddler stage, which is 
a completely different monster that doesn't necessarily have to do with human design. When kids are really, really young, most of human design is best used by the parent honoring the parent's design. Do you know what I mean? Oh. We've already gotten conditioned to use our heads instead of our bodies. Our kiddos are just using their bodies for most things while having a brain that is developing at incredibly rapid speeds. So mm -hmm. most of the work to be done is done by the parent in honoring their design, getting to where they're used to honoring their authority, which is a decision-making process in human design, if you don't know what that is. I have like all these free resources if you want to dive into that. So I know that I'm saying a lot of words that most people don't know, but I would spend a good month or two practicing your design as the parent before you even start trying to find out anything about your kid's design. I think in any way, that's just great advice because one of the things that I've been working on or trying to work through myself is for me to be a good example for Buddy or any of my kiddo clients is that I need to work through whatever wounds I have. I need to get to my authentic self so that I can be a good example for him to trust his. I think that they just come to this earth already knowing the right ways to navigate everything and making decisions that are best for themselves. And we teach them the wrong things. We condition them <laughs> to think about, well, put other people first. Not that you want to be unkind to other people, but like, oh, even if you don't like to do this, you need to do this because it's going to make grandma happy. And it's like, well, no. And, you know, like teaching kids be like, you need to go hug them or kiss them or whatever. And it's like, well, if they don't, that's teaching them not to have authority over their own body. You know, like all of these yeah. things that we teach, we condition kids that they then have to pay a ton in therapy later on in life to unlearn. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And my thing has been... I tell Buddy all the time, I'm like, it's okay if you say no, you just need to be kind about it. <laughs> you can't, yep. you have to be polite. <laughs> That's the big thing. Yep. Um, so I always tell yeah. parents, I'm like, practice yours for a couple of months. Three months would be like the best. And then dive into theirs. And they're not going to need a whole lot of help other than you just letting them be who they already are. You know, kids who grew up as projectors are growing up in a generator world where it's like, well, you need to go to school from eight to five or go to work from eight to five and no naps and no sleeping in and no rest and all of that. And it's like, well, that's not how a projector is supposed to be, you know? So that is not how, yeah, I don't function well if I don't get enough sleep or if yeah. I feel like I need to take a nap and I'm like, people frown upon an adult who's cranky and tired, but I'm like, listen, my body's telling me I feel like I need to do these things. It's yes. okay. And we joke because Anna is a Taurus and so she'll usually say, I'm a Taurus. I just need to rest. But it's, <laughs> it's true. It's also that projector piece. A big conversation that when people get into human design is also how do you construct your life around things that do light you up? Because for Anna, she's an amazing school counselor. And I've told her, I'm like, yeah, but how do, how can you do what you're doing as a school counselor and do it in three hours instead of 10? <laughs> That's the miracle 
question and Alexandra and I talk about that often because I do, I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. I'm passionate about the profession and it, it does, it burns me out, but I'm, yeah, that's a miracle question to figure out. Like, how do I do what I love and use my time efficiently and, and effectively honor who I am? 100%. So one of the main things I think is letting people know about human design and it's almost like when you have whatever issues that are going on, whether it's gun control or race or any kind of world issue, we also have a world issue of burnout and of people doing things that are working too much, you know, when they could get, I'm sure you could freaking be amazing at your job and do it only three hours a day and then have even more to give to the kiddos, right? So these are just things that we need to start talking about more and being like, yes, we live like in this generator world, this like Nike, just do it, go, 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 go world. And that's not how everybody is. And even those generators need to be doing things that really, really resonate with them and feel good for them and feel aligned and whatever. So it's just, Human design gives you words with which to talk about this, but if somebody doesn't resonate with human design, they can also be talking about this, of just like starting to talk with friends and family of like, what do you do? Does it really, really light you up? Like if you could create your dream day or your dream week or your dream job, what would that look like? And being like, hey, we can break out of these constructs. I think that the last two years, the pandemic, taught us a lot of things that we don't have to necessarily go into an office to be productive. And some people do because they need that like social interaction or energy from other people. But there's so many different things that have really changed in the past couple of years and they're going to continue to change. And now I think the step is, okay, how much do I want to work each day? What beliefs do I have that if I only work two hours a day, I will make 80% less income than I currently make, right? All of these are just conditions that we've been taught because there's a ton of people out there working one or two hours a day who are making a million dollars a month. You know, that's a actual reality for people. So those of us who haven't experienced that reality yet need to take little steps each day. So for you, Anna, for when you're at an eight hour workday or whatever, it starts like this, making time to go have little breaks as much as possible. If you can get out into nature and walk around or do something on your breaks that feel really good with projectors who have full-time jobs. I always say work for like an hour and a half or two hours and then go take a break and pretend like that was the two hours that you worked and sort of separate it in your head that way. And then as you're on your 20 minute break or whatever, be like, oh my gosh, practice really being in gratitude for that rest time. I don't know what your office situation is like, but if you're able to go lay down and do like a yoga nidra, that's like a 20 minute little body scan that equals four hours of sleep. So you can sort of play around with time in that way where you're like, I have a 20 minute break and I'm going to spend the time to be four hours of rest for my body and my nervous system and playing around with little pockets of time like that is what I always tell projectors and as you have several weeks or several months of this practice you'll start to have things come into your reality that show up as like oh 
well, this is a situation. Or maybe you get to where your boss is like, hey, we have this opportunity, but it's only you working five hours a day instead of 10 hours a day or whatever. Like I've seen a lot of these different things show up. I mean, I can talk about this for hours because my husband's a projector and he works in the photo industry. So they have like 15 hour days and everything. And once he realized he was a projector and that he really could only work like one or two days a week, his best thing would be work two or three hour days, but that's not how it works in the photo world. So he only now works one or two, maybe three days a week. And he's raised his rates by three times to make up for that. And it's worked. It's taken him like a year to like get his head around it. And it doesn't have to, it could take a week. Like it's just as a matter of like you getting used to it and you deconditioning from things and calling new experiences and new work schedules into your reality. But I've seen it for almost every projector that I've worked one-on-one with. Sometimes it takes like three to six months, but it always happens. I'm digging it. And I definitely want to play around with that in the next school year when I have to go back in August. But what's really funny, and I resonate with this, is I'll have, I don't know how many times this last school year where the day starts at seven and by nine, I'm like, all right, guys. And I've said out loud to my to my colleagues, like, okay, well, I worked really, really hard those last two hours. Like, man, am I exhausted? I'm ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just they're, like my body or just the universe is naturally saying like, wow, that, you need a break. And yeah. I just don't do anything then with that. Yes. I think this is going to take us normalizing those things because it's not just projectors, Anna. It's reflectors are like that, too, which I know they're only one percent of the population. But manifestors are like that, too. They might just not be that on a daily basis. Like you might catch manifestors on their like crazy getting shit done day and they're acting like a generator. So we just need to start normalizing this and talking about it and it being okay. Like one thing my husband and I are working on moving to Portugal. He found out that they have siesta there and he's like, holy fuck. Yes. Oh my God. Like I need a three hour nap, which sounds like hell to me because I don't like taking naps, but I'm like, you know what? My daughter and my husband will be sleeping for three hours in the middle of the day and I can get shit done, you know? So it's like so much of the world does operate in a schedule that helps human beings. <laughs> but in America, we don't. We're crazy. That's a dream for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe Anna will end up in Portugal with you. Yes, come. <laughs> this has been amazing. I want to make sure that we cover how people can connect with you, what services you're offering. We're going to link everything in the show notes, but I want to just have you, if you don't mind, just run through all the different things that people can do to access you. And, and I know with this, I'm so excited about your move to Portugal. And that you'll still be available. I know you had mentioned in a private conversation we had that you're kind of changing how that's going to look. But Well, I love, love, love doing human design readings. So those will continue. They might look a little bit different than how I do it now, but we're still going to keep doing human design readings. And so I have a 15% off code for y'all's listeners. We'll put that in the show notes. I think I chose TRS 15, but we'll put those in the show notes. And then people can connect with me on Instagram at you do woo. That's the name of my podcast. You do woo. It's just silly, but it's awesome. 
we talk about human design and a lot of other stuff. Alexandra actually came on. I think that our episode aired in January 2022, and it was amazing. And then youdowoo.com, if somebody's not on Instagram, they can connect with me there too. All my workshops are there. You can book a reading there and get on my email list to hear about any new offerings. There's a lot, a lot of stuff is sort of shifting and changing, but it's going to be really, really good. And I'm working with a few other business coaches on just getting a lot of stuff that people can do like self-led resources and self-led deconditioning and everything. And then if you want to work with me one-on-one, we can do that too. Just reach out in the DMs on Instagram or via the contact on my website on youdowoo.com. That is amazing. I am so excited and we'll have to have you back to talk about your feminine art of getting rich course too, because that was amazing. Anna and I got to do that. And I can't tell you how often now, once you realize how much you've been conditioned, how many times in a day I'm like, oh, that's conditioning. Oh, that's conditioning. (laughs) Maybe change that. What feels right. And Um, sometimes, I don't know. I've always been like into self-development and bettering myself and all of that. And I'm almost to a place in my life where I'm like, I'm good. I just need to unlearn a lot of stupid shit that the outside world has been trying to shove down my throat the past 40 years. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's really nothing wrong with me. I mean, obviously I have, I'm not perfect and all of that stuff, but I'm like so into resourcing yourself for unlearning things that don't serve you anymore. Yeah, that is amazing. Allison, thank you so much for your time today. It was so great to connect with you. You are so welcome. And thank Thank you you. so much for having me on. It's been an honor to be on y'all's podcast. Yes. And hopefully we will do this soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was such an awesome interview. Absolutely. I could listen to Allison all day long. I know. It's just a good thing that she has a podcast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of really cool information. Yes, it's it's amazing. So you guys be sure to check out the show notes because all of Allison's stuff is linked in there, as we said in the interview. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast, The Russian Sisters, so that you will know every time an episode drops. That's right. Yeah, it's like being on our fan list, fan page. That's right. Yeah. Join us. Anyway, you guys, hope you have a great week. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Hey, listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth.
What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.